Our reading this evening comes from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending their nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat and with the hired men and followed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be ever acceptable in your sight. O oh God, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. How are you called to follow Jesus? It's a simple question, really, but at least for me, it's a complicated answer. It's a question answered in one instant and simultaneously over the course of a lifetime. It's a question answered in the deepest part of the soul and simultaneously in community. It's a question that leads us towards the mess and confusion and danger of the cross and simultaneously to the promise of redemption and hope and new life. It's also a question that has the potential to lead us astray. Throughout history, we find followers of Jesus on opposing sides, fighting opposing fights, living, killing, dying for opposing causes. We find followers of Jesus on what we know to be the wrong side of history. I don't need to remind those of us living in Richmond, Virginia, that followers of Jesus have answered the call to genocide, colonization, enslavement, white supremacy, the persecution of queer and trans people, all horrifyingly in the name of Jesus Christ. The violence and, yes, terrorism within our Christian history and in our present moment demands humility. We all likely saw the photo of the cross of Jesus carried all the way to the Capitol grounds on January 6th. This call of ours can lead us astray with disastrous consequences. In fear and uncertainty and sin, we turn away from God. This is a heavy way to start a sermon, I know. Luckily, I won't leave you here, I promise. And luckily, we're just at the beginning of the story. But I'll be honest with you, I can get stuck right here. I am someone who can see so clearly the pitfalls of any, partic any particular path. So many ways that I can be led astray that I can become paralyzed. I struggle mightily with this Christian history. And the simple question, how do I follow Jesus, weighs heavy on me as I see all the ways I could get it wrong. I get stuck in the net of my own insecurities and fears. 
Our gospel lesson this morning also starts in a heavy place. We know from the text just before this, this evening's lesson that Jesus has been in the wilderness for 40 days. Now, John the, John the Baptist has been arrested. While Mark characteristically doesn't go into the details, we can imagine the dangerous consequences for Jesus' own path. John the Baptist was the messenger sent to prepare the way. Perhaps Jesus himself is afraid or uncertain. Perhaps he is stuck. Perhaps there are many ways that Jesus, too, in this moment could be led astray right back into that wilderness. And yet for Jesus, it is now, amidst the fear, amidst the uncertainty, that he chooses to come to Galilee to gather his people, to begin his ministry. With the temptation of the wilderness fresh in his mind and in the middle of the I don't know what comes next after John's arrest, he proclaims the good news of God, saying the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe in the good news. And then this, follow me. I will teach you to fish for people. I have been lucky to be part of some great conversations in the past few days about of all the things to talk about right now, about the future of Christian communities, both in my church and here in Richmond Hill. I don't need to tell any of you listening that younger generations are not engaging in communities of faith in the same way that generations have before us. Amid statistic after statistic that shows our generations turn away from organized religion, turned off by the toxic ways that Christianity in particular has been used to perpetuate injustice. We've been asking, so why Christian communities? What do we offer that people can't get from other nonprofits or social justice organizations or community social groups? My own answer comes in this text. Jesus calls me on a path that orients me again and again towards radical justice, radical kindness, radical mercy. Especially in 2021, when we have so much work to do, I need this continuous reorientation through scripture, through ritual, through prayer, and yes, through community. I can't do it alone. My call, it's not just my own. It is deeply interwoven with yours. When we are stuck, when we are overwhelmed or paralyzed, Jesus calls us out of the nets that we might be trapped in to follow him. We need one another to follow that call, to help one another, to support one another as we work together to be the body of Christ that Jesus calls us to be. As he begins his ministry, Jesus knows that his is not an easy path. As John the Baptist's arrest indicates, his demand to repent calls for a whole reorientation of our lives, a turning towards God, a new identity. His call to believe the good news that the kingdom of God has come near comes at a time when it is hard to see, harder still to believe. He knows that the path of discipleship is not an easy one. To follow Jesus Christ demands us to love one another in a way that disrupts empire and domination and ultimately risk the pain of the cross. Perhaps he even knows that he can't walk his path alone. He too 
needs people at his side to teach the good news of the kingdom of God. That's why he calls us to fish for people, because we need each other. Ours is not a solo call. We are called to community, yes, because we find God's love in one another, but also because we have a path ahead that can only be traveled together. To seek justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with God, to follow Jesus, it's much easier to do in community. Following Jesus means trusting as Jesus did, that not only is he a beloved child of God, but I'm a beloved child of God, that you are a beloved child of God, that we together are God's beloved children. And together we need to create a world where each beloved child, black, white, queer, trans, straight, disabled, each beloved child of God can thrive. Following Jesus means knowing that God's love courses through me and courses through you, and even when we're stuck, even when we're overwhelmed. Following Jesus means that we are called to gather our people, not just for the sake of community, but because we need each other to follow the path of discipleship, because our liberation is bound up in one another. Following Jesus means knowing that my story and my life is not solely my own, but that I am part of something bigger than myself. Many of you heard the exquisite words of Amanda Gorman this past week, the poet laureate at inauguration. She says, When day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms if we free it, for there is always light. If only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. Notice the we here, if only we're brave enough to be it. How are we called to follow Jesus? We're called to follow Jesus together. It is together in community that when we are tempted to go astray, we're pulled back in, not by the net of our own insecurities and fears, but by the thread of one another's love. It's together that we find our calling, yes, as individuals, but as individuals woven into a broader body of Christ called to follow a radical demand to orient our lives towards God. It's together that we bolster one another for that path, the path of discipleship that is both right now and that lasts a lifetime. Follow me, Jesus said. And so with the help of God and with the help of one another, we shall, together. Amen.